Summer is over and fall is here. That also means the season of Apple product releases goes into high gear. We'll talk about what we expect to see from Apple on this episode of the Macworld Podcast. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola here with Jason Cross. Hello. And Michael Simon. Hi, everyone. Yeah, so it's September and everyone's like, all right. Let's get going. Yeah. Let's, let's. <laughs> In a normal year, uh, we'd be less than a week away from like the big iPhone event. Yeah. yeah. But, but which Apple, is definitely not happening on the same timetable. Yeah. yeah, Apple at their, what was the last financial result? They announced that they were going to be a few weeks later with, I believe, the iPhone announcements, which yeah. goes to follow that probably. Yeah, to be expected. Yeah, coronavirus has messed up not just their development, but the whole supply chain has had mm-hmm. hiccups and yeah. setbacks for a few weeks. So the the speculation now is those will be announced sometime in October. And whether that means they ship in October or they ship a sort of early November. But, you know, Apple wants those iPhones on shelves for holiday shopping, which starts sort of the second half of November, right? I mean, I guess who knows what the heck Black Friday <laughs> looks like this year, but yeah, yeah. I mean, generally it, around there. I mean, Amazon going to have their Prime Day at some point. They say between now and the end of the year, or rumors say there's shopping, there's phones. I mean, it's not just Apple. They they call it Techtober because Samsung and Google and all sorts of every, everybody releases everything now, and everything's yeah. delayed. Maybe they'll just push Christmas into January this year. They might. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 on yeah. January twenty seventh. Sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> The big product that everyone's waiting for is the iPhone, the iPhone 12. So I think there were rumors that the higher end iPhone might ship later than the, I don't want to call it the entry level. Right. The pro would be later than the non That's what they're saying. Right. Which is kind of what happened last year as well. Uh, Last year was okay. It was the year before, but it was the, it was the XR that got pushed. Okay. Right. The lower one backwards. Yeah. And the, this started with the iPhone 8, iPhone, 8 Pro, yeah, and the iPhone 10, 10 right. where the iPhone 10 was significantly later. It was, it was maybe, in November, I think. In yeah, November, it was third or something. six weeks or so yeah, later than the iPhone 8s. But that was a very different phone from its siblings. The iPhone 8s and the iPhone 10, like totally different body, OLED screen, like completely different phone. And Apple yeah. didn't expect to sell 50 million of those, even though they, 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 they sold really well. Yeah. But because it was a thousand dollars, the first phone that was a thousand bucks, and it was vastly different than what had come before, it was some something of a, of a boutique fan phone, and and Apple could release that in November and not really suffer. Uh, yeah. If the iPhone 12 Pro releases in November, middle of November, that that's going to be a little tricky for Apple. And, but there's it's not just iPhone; there's a ton of stuff coming out. My God. Right. Yeah, so so there's more iPhones than ever. There's f- yeah. four models because two. The, the standard and pro, but each has two sizes and they haven't done that before. Yeah, it's an interesting gambit, if you will. When you go into the store, you're going to see two I- pretty identical phones. Yes. One's going to be $1,000 and one's going to be probably around seven, seven ninety nine, seven fifty. Yeah. Yeah. That whatever the 6.1 inch model is, they're going to have to, that's the big regular phone and the small pro. 
and they're not going to look to the regular person. They're not going to look so different that right. you're going to go, well, why is this one too? They're, they're even both going to have all those screens based on rumors now. So they're going to look very similar. I mean, it, it's right. not quite as wacky as the iPhone 11 being 6.1 inches and then the thousand dollar iPhone 10 being 5.8 inches. That's even, yeah. even more confusing. But telling but this, somebody, well, this one's got a, a telephoto camera, like they're going right. to go, yeah, that's two hundred fifty dollars for that. You know, so they're going to have to make it more obvious what what's a pro thing and. Pro I'm not even sure what the obvious thing is going to be, other than yeah, maybe 120 hertz pro motion display. You know, if the screen, the processor, the design, and at least three quarters of the camera are the yeah. same, that's a tough sell. Um, and maybe the pro ones start with more storage. That's something everybody maybe. understands. Bigger numbers. The nice thing for, I think, a lot of people is that the small size non-pro, which is what size is that? 5.4 or something like that. And with that's with really thin bezels. That's a really small phone. And all all the people who loved the iPhone SE and stuff because of its size, not necessarily (laughs) because it was cheap, they said, God, I wish I could have a top-end iPhone like this. They're going to be thrilled. It, yeah, it's basically the same size if you if you figure out the the proportions of a five. Yeah, if you take off all screen. those bezels and figure it yeah. out. Yeah, it's uh, but it's that. latest processor, latest camera, yeah. all that. You're not buying like a, a year old, a two year old right. phone. It's like it's going to be a it's going to be a super attractive phone for everyone who's clinging to their sixes and sevens because they don't want yep. anything bigger. And there's a lot of those people out there. Yeah. So the, the and small it's phone also fans unique in the sense that. Not really many, even on the Android side, uh, phones are made of that size. The, the Pixel 4a came out that's um, 5.8 inches, which is close. Yeah. But, you know, those small phones are basically gone, particularly at the higher end. You know, the, something like the Pixel or, or the iPhone SE, you're making sacrifices to get a phone that size. Right. What we read, this 5.4 inch iPhone 12 is going to be a high end phone, just small. And uh, that's that's fairly unique. I think it's going to do... Yeah really well in the sense that like there, there's not necessarily a, a huge number of people who want that. The market has said it wants big phones, mm-hmm. but everybody who wants a small phone is going to gravitate to it. They're going to go, yeah, finally, I, they're going to have finally the phone for me. There's something of like large screen fatigue where phones are getting yeah. bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And Apple too, the 12 Pro is going to be 6.7 inches uh, reportedly. The big that's one, big. Yeah. yeah. The that, Max. That, that's, a, that's a big phone. And I think there's something of, uh, you know, people just reaching their breaking point. And when they go into a store, they see a 5.4 inch screen that, you know, it's all screen and has all the high end stuff. I think they might gravitate, particularly if it's 650 bucks or whatever they're saying could be their price. I like relatively large phones. I have big hands, but I feel like my current iPhone 11 Pro Max is maybe a little too big yeah uh, and i i don't want it bigger i yeah, so I'm, I'm looking at the 6.1 pro as the that's thing that's like the mine. sweet spot yeah that's for I mean, me yeah. i i um i have it right here the the note 20 ultra yeah 6.9 inches Jeez. and it's a slightly different um you know it's a slightly different uh aspect ratio and so it's a little bit taller and stuff but sure. it's it's it is big it is yeah. big in my pocket it's big in my hands and it is definitely bigger than I would choose to buy if I was spending a thousand plus bucks on a phone. So are these phones, are they going to be 5G equipped phones? That's what they say all across the board. There's some yeah. wiggle gray areas with millimeter wave versus sub six. 
certain models might get five millimeter yeah. the millimeter wave. Some are saying it might it's by region or something. Which, so I mean that that makes sense. It's gonna be hard for Apple to explain because people don't necessarily understand. They don't that. really understand it. They and they've been so I mean, we've got a carrier in the U.S. who's been calling their 4G, 5G, and yeah. they, it's so confusing <laughs> to people now. A carrier in the U.S. I like that, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they're selling these phones around the world, so uh, yeah. So, and and 5G buildout's been a lot slower than anticipated because yeah. of COVID stuff. So it's not as widespread as. Everyone and expected. even even if it had even if that hadn't happened and they they have opened up spectrum late, uh, recently and you know it looks like it's gonna it's take off a little bit but that's still that's not millimeter wave that's that's all sub six yeah and that's not the five G that the commercials promise right where are, it's like gigabytes a second yeah, right like one that. which millimeter wave can deliver if you're mm-hmm. on a certain block in New York City. I mean, it's, it's, it's so limited. In, yeah, in the distance is very, very limited. Yeah. Millimeter wave's gonna be great for like heavily congested areas like sports arenas and stuff right. like that, where they know they can do that. But most of the people, most of the time are gonna be on the same so, sub six gigahertz frequencies that you use with 4G today. It's just gonna be much more efficient coding and stuff that's going to give you anywhere from 50% to double right. the performance, maybe a little bit more robust when you're kind of on the edge of the signal on all that's good stuff. That's all great. But uh, it's not like the rush to go out and buy a 5g phone. Isn't really happening. No. I mean, and it's good people. that Apple is not going to make that distinguishment because you don't like, I don't think Apple wants to say, well, here's the pro and you get 5g and then they buy it and they're like, well, wait a minute, what the hell? I'm still on LTE because right. most people are. Even if you have T-Mobile, which has the, the widest network, which mm-hmm. is technically coast to coast, and it's, it's, it covers a large portion. I've tested it here where, where I have it, and it's, you know, I get like 60. Yeah. It's a second rather than 45. It's not a huge jump over LTE at all yet. I, I don't think Apple wants, wants to get into that game where they're promising something they can't deliver. So delivering it across the board for a very kind of uniform pricing scheme is what does, is it, that's the smart way to do it. It's also going to be a sort of a boost to 5G in general because yes. up to this point, you've kind of had to deliberately go out and get a 5G phone in a way. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> or, and, or very, and none very of them are big. Android phone. Yeah. And uh, this is just like all these people who just want the new iPhone, they're just going to have 5G and every carrier is going to be invested in get the latest iPhone on the world's biggest 5G network and mm-hmm. all this other you know stuff that they're going to say. So it's this is really going to get, I think, at least talking about the US, it's going to get sort of 5G on people's minds more and in their hands more. And now it's just all about how fast they can, everybody can build out their networks. I mean, it, it's not hyperbole to say Apple is going to sell more 5G phones in the first couple of days than have been sold in like the last year in the US. <laughs> Probably true, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, it is going to exponentially explode the number of people who can get or reach 5G networks. And that's going to put pressure on the carriers to, you know, within the next 12 to 18 months, really deliver on that network build out that's been promised for a while now. Do we want to guess when they're coming? Because I, I have no guess. <laughs> but my None. guess is... <laughs> I don't... I, I have no clue, so... My guess is announcement is going to be sort of mid-October with the standard pre-order timing that, that Apple always does of 
you know, the announcements on like a Tuesday or Wednesday. And then the pre-orders. Pre-orders that Friday. They ship the following Friday. But maybe they don't all ship. Maybe the pro ships a couple weeks later or something. Yeah. That's going to be my guess. Yeah, that sounds about right. I say like like October 6th or 7th for the event. Pre-orders. Oh, I think a week or two after that. Yeah. And maybe shipping on the 23rd-ish. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like November sixth or something for the pros. Assuming all these backlog rumors are are accurate, we'll get into it more in this podcast. But you know, the further out the iPhone event gets, the more it messes with everything else Apple has to release. True, right? That's part of the reason why I don't have a guess because <laughs> there's just so much stuff in the Ever air. the middle of the road you like, are, Roman. Right. <laughs> well, it's more more based on confusion and. Uh, confusion than anything else than not wanting to be nailed down to its particular date. That's what it is. Adding to the confusion is that there was, we're recording this on Wednesday morning. There was a rumor that came out Wednesday morning that the Apple Watch Series 6 won't happen until October. I actually yeah, missed I, that. I missed that rumor. That was I would this not morning. be surprised if the Apple Watch Series 6 was announced together with the iPhones the way they always have. Yeah that this is going to be a online event like WWDC was, as opposed to just updating the website with a new product. When I first heard the rumor that they were going to just do an Apple Watch press release, it made sense at the time because the iPhone SE was a press release, the iPad Pro with the Magic Keyboard was a press release. So it's not like they're not afraid to do that. But now that I hear that there's going to be a new model of Apple Watch that's cheaper kind of a different thing than they've done before. Usually the upper model gets away, the the lower one gets pushed, a price cut. Like the, the, yeah. if they come out with 199 or 179 or whatever it would be, new Apple Watch, that's a big deal. And I think they would need an event to, to uh, talk yeah, about. Yeah, the, the rumor is, normal, like right now the top line's the Series 5, but you can yeah. still buy the Series 3. And right. what we would expect normally is there'd be a Series 6 and then something like that, the Series 4 would be cheap model, although, but they stopped selling the they Series 4. They stopped making so, the Series 4. That's probably right? why they're coming out with this other, this new and one. And there's a Series 5, and now a Series 3 is like, it's weird because that's the old screen aspect, right. and it doesn't have the rounded corners and all this other stuff. So my guess is they're basically replacing that Series 3 with what is, in effect, a new Series 4 that's just sort of cheaper to manufacture. Yeah, um, It's going to be less capable than the Series 6, but much cheaper. Yeah, it probably won't have the, there's these reports of a, of, a, of a blood oxygen level sensor yeah. and things like that. It won't have that stuff, but it could have an ECG. It could have the always on display. And uh, for 200 bucks, that's a, that's a nice, that's a nice deal. And Fitbit should be petrified yeah. if that's the my, case. My guess is to save costs that they wouldn't have the ECG or the Maybe always not. on display because um, part of the issue is that's not available in so many places in the world. Mm-hmm. That it's just wasted money for a lot of people anyway, just for regulatory reasons. They haven't, their health agencies haven't approved the ECG stuff. So places like Australia and everything. Mm-hmm. And well, maybe it, the newer sizes, forty forty four versus thirty eight forty two. I think it was on the on the series on the series three. You know, things like that. Right. But it would be if, the thinner bezels, so that right. Is, yep. And if the price point stays the same, or I mean, geez, imagine you can get an Apple Watch for 149 bucks. People would that, that, those things would literally fly off the shelf. I know it's already dominating the watch yeah. market. <laughs> it is, and I, I'm sure the Series Three sells well. 
but there's a psychological impact when you see series five and here is series three. Like it looks older. It sounds older. Yeah. If Apple calls it Apple watch light or SE or whatever <laughs> it is. Yeah. It changes your perception of it and it makes it much more of a, of a viable product. It's going to be a series six and a series six pro. <laughs> I mean, that, that would be interesting. Sure. I mean, if you have a ser- if it's series six for one ninety nine, yeah, that's right. That's, uh, well, they'll call it that. It may not have ECG or any of the other stuff. I'm just talking about naming, yeah. or maybe they'll just start going Apple Watch and yep. Apple Watch Pro, like they do iPads and stuff. Stop yeah, this, I mean, the, the series. Is, I, I hate numbers. I hate the iPhone numbers. I hate all those numbers because yeah. it just it creates problems. I mean, imagine we were on like MacBook in seventy eight. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, they already do no, this with just, iPad. Yeah. They should just go for it. Just yeah. enough. We don't need yeah. numbers. The anymore. year thing is fine. So we'll probably see an event with an iPhone and maybe even an Apple Watch, but maybe no event for a new iPad. There's been rumors of an iPad Air. Yeah, yeah th- those rumors are awesome. That that seems like the thing most likely to happen next to me. Like there's there's talk that they're going to do something just kind of updating the website maybe, maybe next week. Right. Mm-hmm. And that, that seems like that's the highest, most likely candidate to me is this new rumored iPad Air. Which would bring, according to rumors, um, uh, iPad Pro style redesign, which mm-hmm. means no more home button, uh, slim bezels, curved, curved corners, uh, rounded corners, um, USB-C, and a new Touch ID sensor built into the power button to kind of bring it right. in line with, the, with the, the look of the iPad Pro, which would be, man, 500 bucks. Right. Instead of face like ID. that, was, and my was guess fantastic. would be probably an A13 processor, which is not perfect, perfectly maybe an capable. A12 X, but an A13 probably, which is exactly what you want. It, and yeah. that would be very in line with what the old iPad Pro or the original iPad Pro really. I mean, iPad Pro. Sorry, the refreshed uh, iPad Air was where it was basically the Pro the body, ten and a half inch, yeah, yeah or ten point eight inch, whatever. Is we're going to take that Pro body and we're going to get rid of a couple of pro features but it's going to go in the pro body and it's going to have hardware that's between the regular ipad which is really inexpensive but not as good as the ipad pro that middle sweet spot again would be a really killer ipad yeah and it's significantly less the ipad pro starts at 800 bucks this would be five which you know for someone who doesn't want to spend that kind of money and doesn't necessarily need the the power of the pro that's a that's a nice option i wonder if they would have a magic keyboard to go with it you know, they, they do make the keyboard cover or whatever it is. And they do I wonder make the, which uh, Apple, Apple Pencil. Pencil. It would probably work with the Apple Pencil, the second gen Apple Pencil, because <laughs> no lightning port. It's USB-C. And that's yes, how the other one charges. Yeah, and yeah. it's got the flat side. So I bet it works with the, the new mm-hmm. Pencil, yeah. which would be awesome. It's really the only thing they should have anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, the, I hate the, that they have two, two magic them, pencils. It's so, and they're called the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> like if but, you go to buy one, it's like this one or this one. Like, wait a minute, what's different about them? Yeah. And was there also rumors of a new iPad mini? Yeah, we've heard that for a while. Yeah, there's an older rumor, but there's been nothing recently no. to suggest that it's coming soon. So It was like, the mini the like mini it's... LED for a while. That was like the, the, the model they were going to update, but uh, most people or most rumors when they were rumors said it was going to be the same old design with the home button and all that. Yeah. Now that we have this new iPad Air redesign, maybe that's going to get pushed because, man, I tell you what, a mini with that design, I would buy that in a second. I think that's that would awesome. Be, at the right price, that would be really popular. Perfect size for taking notes. Oh, my God, it's great. But, uh, you know, I, yeah, it depends on how 
how affordable they can make something like that. Yeah. So my guess is that's coming via just updating the website and probably in the next couple of weeks, if it doesn't have some sort of a 14 processor, if it has an existing processor that they don't need to, you know, spoil the fun of the new iPhones or anything with, then they can go ahead and do that. Yeah. That makes, that makes a lot of sense because we're not getting a new pro. So Apple is not right. going to use that Mac event to usually they're kind of iPad pro and Mac are, are together. The Mac is going to be obviously all driven by the Apple Silicon transition. Yes. So yeah, to get the iPad kind of out of the way, even though it's a, it, you know, it's a somewhat of a momentous release, but so is the iPhone SE and so is the iPad pro with the keyboard. Like they don't, mm-hmm. Apple knows it's going to get the attention and the coverage and the, the hype that it wants from these products. And it's not really a lot of new technology. It's just yeah, sort true. of um, a sweet spot of, you know, performance and price and design of stuff that we've seen before. The, the only sort of new fangled thing would be touch ID in the, instead of a home button in, on the side button, which, which is be, easy to, you know, explain. Yeah, they don't need a whole event for that. (laughs) (laughs) So Mike brought up the Mac. We just got a new 27-inch iMac, but are we going to see any other Macs this year, and will they be Apple Silicon equipped? Well, Apple says yes. When they announced Apple Silicon, they said the first Macs, plural, to, to ship with Apple Silicon will come this year. But they didn't say what they were at all. And Max plural could mean like different versions of the same model, like a 12-inch MacBook, but there's like, you know, different storage amounts or RAM or something. Or it could mean different models, like a 13-inch MacBook Pro and an iMac or something, you know, right? So we we have no idea. The most sense may, it seems to be start with the sort of what the lowest performance, most efficient laptop. The 12-inch MacBook, yeah, the smallest thing with a lower price and crazy battery life. When the whole Apple Silicon thing was being bandied about before they formally announced it, I don't remember if it was speculation or actual rumor that Apple Silicon would make its debut in a comeback of the 12-inch MacBook. Yeah. In In a way, it's better than the Air. People had two problems with it, and unfortunately, the rumors for this new Apple Silicon version don't seem to address those. And that's one, it had one port, one USB-C port. And it's like, if that's your charging and your USB port, well, now you need hubs and dongles and everything if you want to charge and do something. And people didn't like that about it. And they and it had the infamous terrible keyboard. And the rumors of this new Apple Silicon version so far are that it still has both of those things. That it's really just an internal replacement. Apple's such a marketing company, doing that, putting that old keyboard in would be a marketing disaster because everyone would be talking about the keyboard and not talking about the processor. Right, exactly. And and Apple went way out of their way when they finally replaced the keyboard with the Magic Keyboard to explain that everybody really did love the new scissor keyboard. Uh, this is the best of both. It was such a regression to the previous keyboard but they tried to pitch it as no no it's the combination the best of both the best of the old keyboard and the new keyboard and and they really tried to push that narrative and people were not having it <laughs> like anyone who knows max were just like no that keyboard was a disaster thank you for fixing it it would it would break my heart to have the first apple silicon mac 
be great in so many ways. If you could say, wow, the performance is great and the battery life's amazing in this form factor and you shouldn't buy one because this keyboard's terrible. Why did they do this? What a terrible thing to have to say. Do we see it um, before the iPhone event or after? That's a very good question. I, I gotta think after, but the iPhone event, what, how much time is left? Like, right. <laughs> I mean, they, they have had Mac events. In fact, I remember one was on Halloween. I think it was two years ago. So they pushed it late into the month. Mm-hmm. And they could do the iPhone event in mid-October, early to mid-October, and then the iPad, the iPad, the Mac event in like late or, or even early November. Because, you know, they don't have to worry about selling 40 million Macs for, before Christmas. <laughs> So it's, you know, they can leave less lead time between, you know, with the holidays yeah. coming up. I do think they're going to have to have some sort of event. Like, it, it, oh, you know, sure. it's still not in person, but I do think it's not just going to be like, we've updated yeah. the website with a flashy webpage. There'll be a video. Right. No, be some they live have to video. because, the, I mean, they, for one, they have to explain it in Apple's way. Right. They can't in a non-developer just drop conference. it on us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you yeah. need to explain it to regular consumers that like, look, you can run all your iPhone apps on this. Exactly right. Yeah. And Boom. here's the speed compared to the Intel blah blah. And yeah. you know, they have to do all that. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely there's definitely, I think, two virtual events between now and the end of the year. Yeah. And then possibly a couple of releases here and there. We we hear you know, there's AirPod Studios that are that are kicking around still. There there's are your headphones. There's AirTags kicking around still. Yep. And then the smaller, cheaper HomePod. That too, yeah. Which so, could they could talk about that stuff at the iPhone event, or they could just you know, HomePod. Yep. I could see very very easily coming out on just a random morning. Yep. And say let's HomePod, but smaller and cheaper or whatever. Even AirPod Studio or something like that. People get headphones. It'll have some that unique too. features, yep. but. They'll make a slick web page and, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, Beats, doesn't, Beats doesn't have events whenever they do something new. Right. right. People still buy those, you know. Yeah. Yep. And I, honestly, HomePod, I would imagine it would be literally like a HomePod cut in half. Like yeah. it's just going to be like that form factor, but smaller. So they, yep. they could definitely release that which is when they feel like it. Yeah, the rumor is that it has fewer speakers built right. into it. Right. So, yeah. Which and I'm sure I'm sure it'll it'll be plenty good sound wise for most people. I mean, most people probably listen to music on on an Echo Dot and are are perfectly fine with it. I mean, you know, they're not looking for high fidelity. The, the, the HomePod is awesome. I love it for sound, but most people don't really care about. Yeah, most people are they're, they're level. using headphones or something now. Yeah, it's just so the world has moved on to permanently having one AirPod in your ear. I don't understand why, but that's what it is now. Everyone's got one AirPod in their ear at all times. That's an opportunity for Apple. They need to make a product that is just a single AirPod. Yeah, just, just one AirPod. A monopod. Air, AirPod, AirPod for one. Yeah, AirPod mono or something. AirPod like. SE. AirPod SE. Well, right now the regular price is two ninety nine. So is that okay. price going to go down? Yeah, oh, yeah, it has to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the I new mean, one would goes be down to one ninety nine or one forty nine. One forty nine would be necessary. I, I, I would think, think. To, to compete. I mean, if honestly, you compete even with then, the Google and Amazon's of the world. Yeah, sure. even yeah. then, it's expensive, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it every, is, absolutely. Everybody else wants to spend less than a hundred bucks on an Echo or something. Yeah, you can get uh, Echo for like. 30 bucks if you wait for a sale. 
you can get the one with the screen for for less than a hundred. You know, uh, way less than a hundred. Speaking so, of with the uh, ones with the screen, is that the biggest missed opportunity for Apple or what? They should I have made so. a HomePod with a for screen sure. and FaceTime. Yeah. Everybody FaceTimes. Right. And I mean, honestly, FaceTime is a missed opportunity for Apple. Like, if they came out with a web version for everybody, it would be the most used nah, web conferencing want, ever. Yeah, but they <laughs> want to sell. They, they want to keep it a, a something you need to buy Apple stuff for. I get that. Didn't Facebook come out with a product like that where it was Facebook Messenger yeah. on a screen? Uh, port- it was a portal. They portal, sold, yeah, right. It sold, yeah. sold pretty well, actually. Did it? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. It now apparently Facebook portal now works with Zoom too, so it's actually good. It's actually good. <laughs> <laughs> but they it was but different yeah. than regular Facebook Messenger. It was all encrypted and everything too. Yeah, it was like end to end encrypted and stuff. I think that's one reason Apple doesn't do the Mac. Uh, uh, d- doesn't do FaceTime outside of their own products is because they want to ensure that you've got the secure enclave and the proper end end encryption and yada, yada, yada. They don't want anybody yeah. making a client for that. That doesn't uh, meet those security needs. Yeah, I mean, when, when it, when it, when it launched, Steve jobs famously said it was an open oh, standard. Yeah. And, oh uh, yeah. I remember. I'd love to, I'd love to know the backstory of all that. <laughs> like what and happened I, there. And, yeah. You know, it's going to be an open standard. <laughs> never, never heard of Like that was never uttered again. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I agree. Um, a an Apple smart display would be awesome. Yeah, that just does all the Siri stuff. Yeah, on your display and lets you FaceTime people and and stuff like that. I mean, that it would, would really great. showcase uh, the kind of the, the the power and the and the strengths of Siri because it, it is a very visual thing more so than than Alexa, obviously, and even more than mm-hmm. Google Assistant. And if Apple kind of made all these little widgets and had the voice the voice calling the the video calling. Exactly. It was like 200 bucks, man. They'd sell a ton of those. But well, like, I'd, I'd buy one. Yeah. <laughs> we, I mean, we've never even heard a rumor that they're working on something. No. They could and use I, I have the, I, I have an Echo, a couple Echoes and a, and a Google Home up because they're so damn cheap. I buy them. Like every now and again, I'll buy like, a, a, <laughs> like, like two more show up on my doorstep. And my, my wife's like, why do we have another? I'm like, well, it was like $30. Like, how we I don't have one in the garage yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh so i i have a couple of them around my house and yeah i use them all the time they're great for, for music for for calling they're they're fantastic they could uh use the pro display xdr as the screen yeah nano etched pro display xdr as a screen and then yeah. it retails for like six nine, 69.99 <laughs> so are we finally going to see air tags I mean, it's definitely a thing somewhere within Apple. <laughs> I really well, think it's coming, and I think it's tied to the new iPhones. I think it's maybe. I don't, I don't think it's going to require the new iPhones, but I think that's going to be part of what they're announcing with the new iPhones. So it just seems like the the but next it, it's the next set of things with a U1 chip and stuff. Like I just think it's going to kind of. I mean, it's like what about the new iPhone specifically? Just just because. Just because, because the old ones have the same chip, right? Um, if that's what it's relying on. Not the SE, but yeah, just the iPhone 11s do. Yeah, right. So yeah, I think it's just a matter of like having enough phones out there with the U1 chip. Yeah, that makes sense. 
even though I don't think they'll require it, I think they'll do better with the U1 chip, but anything mm-hmm. with Bluetooth LE, it'll work with. I mean, it's funny how, you know, no one goes anywhere anymore. <laughs> Nobody needs that. <laughs> I mean, it could, that could be part of it. It's just that they're like, well, hey, this is not a product that's going to be in high demand right now. Let's just keep working to make it slicker, cheaper, whatever. It would be interesting if they did it like an indoor one. Like, like could I find it if, if I left my, my phone in my son's room and I forgot? <laughs> yeah. That's what they're supposed can you, to work. Can you pin, like, because that, that, that's something that people might, might, might care about. I uh, recently lost my car keys and now I'm like, maybe I'm going to get a Bluetooth tracker. I think I accidentally tossed them when I was cleaning out my car. Oh boy. I think that's what happened. And the thing is, car keys now are are expensive because yeah, you're yeah, expensive wait, so like you like you tossed them as in you threw them out i think i may have done that oh, wow. I, like oh when God. i was like when i i think when i was like grabbing all the garbage in my car my car keys i think i may have inadvertently had my car keys in my hand and then when i threw oh, them in garbage i think i i think that's what i did but i i don't know for sure because i can't find my car keys and like car keys are expensive like i went to go see how much it would cost and they said it'll be like 200 dollars for the key because you know it's a remote and everything yeah yeah right yeah sure and then the labor to reprogram it, it's going to cost like 200 dollars. So i was <laughs> like oh, what do <laughs> you know they... where i work <laughs> <laughs> and so and the thing is i have to get two of them because we have two cars damn and so right. I'm thinking that's going to cost me possibly, you know, I could re- do some research and see if I can get a third party to do it instead of going to the dealer that would save me some money. But well, you should, you, know. you shouldn't have gotten that BMW eight series. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm thinking, Oh, maybe I'm going to get a Bluetooth tracker. <laughs> well, and the yeah. thing is, so the thing you, is, you can track it to the to the garbage dump. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Since I don't go anywhere, I go I go like maybe once a week to the to the grocery store, and yeah. so when I cleaned out my car, it was like maybe it was like three days before I realized I lost my key because I wasn't going anywhere. I didn't need my car keys, so I didn't look for them. And mm. by that time, garbage had already done its pickup, and mm, so there was Yikes. no chance. Anyways. I might be getting a. I might be getting an air tag. <laughs> that the, the whole point of that story is there might be a customer here who. Right. I don't. I don't see them as something I need much. Uh, and my wife, the the thing she leaves around the most is her phone, which is the one thing you couldn't use an air tag for. <laughs> the, the literally the only thing she uses the HomePod for is to ask where's my phone, because it makes her phone beep and then she can right. go find it. Right, right. Yeah, and and that you couldn't do that with air tags because it's the, the whole point. You'd look on your phone to find where the tag is. <laughs> yeah, so. I don't know if I'd use it either. I I have bought tile, a couple of them, and I actually had one on my keys, and it's it's long dead. Like I I, I never oh I never the battery replaced died. it. The yeah, battery yeah. died like a year and a half ago, and I never replaced it because I never used it. Yeah. Yeah. My only my only experience with the Bluetooth tracker that actually works is I, when I lived in my old apartment, somebody dropped their keys near mine and I heard it mm. and I heard it going off. So I was able to grab them for them and then deliver them right. when, they were, when I saw them walk, walking up and down the steps. So they do work, but you have to, you know, you got to 
use them and you got to pay attention to them. Might, might, you know, if you don't replace them when the battery dies, they're useless. Yeah. Of course, the nice thing about it, something like AirTags, is it would work with everybody's Apple everything without you needing to yeah. have a special app or something. Also, everybody else is finding your stuff just by having an Apple device. And you'd get those notifications like you do with your AirPods and stuff on iOS 14 when the battery's low. You get a little mm -hmm. pop down, battery's low. You'd get that on yeah, your that's, AirTag. that's yeah, well, your AirTag's battery low. Yeah, that's, that's useful. I mean, you'd have to buy another one, presumably. But, um, may, yeah, yeah that, I, cool. I got to imagine the battery is either replaceable or rechargeable somehow. How about the Apple TV? Are we going to see? There have been rumors of upgraded hardware so it can better support games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, rumor is it's going to have the A13 or something in it, A12 or A13 in it. And an upgraded remote but they don't say what upgraded remote means no they can't right that's another thing <laughs> uh, they've upgraded the remote before but yeah. with like <laughs> yeah uh but like a, they, a, by, a, a white ring around the menu button right you know <laughs> which is not what people need and they say it would work with like the the find my thing where you mm -hmm. you know uh so like air tags uh so you can find your remote you can make it beep or something uh, that's great, I guess, but that's everybody need they need a fully redesigned remote, and maybe that's that. Uh, rumors are it's not coming this year, though. That that's a right. 2021 product anyway. Yeah, Apple TV is a weird thing because like we wait years and years and years and years for a new one, and then it's the same with some slight modification. Right, it's like just a little more powerful or something. Yeah. And, and yeah. honestly, I mean, I, I have the 4K one, and I don't have a problem with it at all. It's fine. It works great. It's my favorite. I have a Fire TV and I have a, a, a TiVo and I have a bunch of things and I that's my that's yeah. my go-to because it's the best. But like, why bother? Like, either either do a, a redesign or don't. It, yeah, the problem with the Apple TV is not that it needs to be more powerful, right? right? It's it's good. We've reached you've reached the thing, and people aren't looking for it to replace their game console. And there's new game consoles coming out. They're not like making it more powerful is not that's not going to suddenly make everybody like start playing games on their Apple TVs. It needs to be cheaper. Mm -hmm, they true. need to find a way to get that same quality of the Apple TV 4k and like half the price. Right. That's the advancement they need to make or just start giving them away when you buy a year of Apple TV plus or something. Right. Make it a loss leader. Yeah. Or, or, or vice versa. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, I mean, oh, right. Right. Well, they did. Until, yeah, but April or something. That was one of those products you could get your free year of Apple TV Plus. But wait, they they stopped that. I, I think you still can. No, I think you still can. Yeah, I think you yeah. still can. Yeah, I mean, assuming that promotion is going away sometime soon, who knows? I don't know what they're what they're doing with Apple TV. It's um, the, the service. But if that does go away, it would be a boon to Apple TV if they kept it just with that. But it's still, I, I think there's a lot less people who would buy an Apple TV and be like, yeah, I get a free year of Apple TV plus, as opposed to people who, if they're trying to get that hardware movement, I think that they need to take, go the other way. Have people who buy Apple TV plus, as long as you buy it for like a year or something, just give them the hardware. I mean, they could even just say, you know, you get Apple TV plus forever. Just buy an Apple TV. Yeah. You'll never have to pay for it. I mean, it's not going to cost them anything for sure. I mean, you know, no. it's, 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 it's uh, I mean, they're giving away for free now, and it doesn't seem to have any effect on their bottom line whatsoever. 
So there have been rumors that Apple could bundle its services. You guys think we'll see that for the holidays or maybe later? Yeah, we're, we're all thinking. <laughs> it's, like, it's, 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 <laughs> it's the kind of thing they should have they should have already. Yeah. Like it's I, it's not like it's a product that depends on manufacturing to get that. Like just do it. Man. Yeah. Right. Yep. Exactly. So I don't know what the holdup is. I don't know why it didn't happen when the services were announced last year. But if they do end that promotion, the, the free year with, with any Apple purchase, I think that, yeah, they should absolutely come up with a bundle. And it needs to be a good bundle. Uh, Bloomberg, uh, that report casually mentioned that it would be like $5 lower. No, no, that's not going to cut it. Yeah, it and there like had a couple of different for everything. Yeah, it had to be. There had to mention a couple of different bundles, and only the last, only like the highest tier bundle had iCloud storage or something. Like that's the that's a that's, that's a mistake the too. Basic one. That's the one you yeah. want. The way bundles work is you sell people things that they want or need, and then you essentially give away the thing that they're not exactly. buying that you need right. them to get. So what they need to do is they need to like for the price of uh, iCloud storage for your whole family, you know, and one other service that people use and like, like uh, Apple Music Family Plan, which is 15 bucks a month. Mm -hmm. They start giving away things that people aren't really subscribing to in the numbers they they want, like Apple Arcade and Apple News Plus, right? It seems like they don't understand services. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, you're 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 kind of right about that. Like they have all these things that they built, and it's like, well, what what do we do with them now? <laughs> Even like Apple TV, like it's frustrating how slow it is for the for the for the that library to be built out. And Apple Arcade seems to like no one knows about it. Like they they have these these good services that they're just not treating the way they should be treated. And a bundle is the first way to get people to actually know that all these things exist. Yeah. I think we may see a new service. There was that um, Bloomberg report that they're gonna do a fitness thing, which is basically like like sort of interactive fitness videos, new fitness videos all the time and stuff. Uh, There are a number of apps and other services that do this sort of thing. So, um, and that seems like it makes a lot of sense for Apple to get into actually, especially when you think about how they position Apple Watch and all that. So yeah, Apple it wouldn't surprise be. me to see an, a sort of Apple fitness service that you use on your Apple TV or your yeah. iPhone or iPad to do workouts and works together with the health app and all that stuff. Yeah, particularly if they're going after Fitbit with that lower end Apple Watch, that would be a nice tie in there because Fitbit is, yep. you know, they have on-watch coaching and they're, they're big into that, you know, like lifestyle stuff. Yeah. That would be a, that would be a nice companion to that. Well, that just about does it for this week's episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 711. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you. And thanks to you, the audience. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes through SoundCloud or on Spotify. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com. Or you can contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest news and happenings in the world of Apple. See you next time.